What's up, everyone from all around the world, including Canada, USA, Long Island, plus the five boroughs of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, and Queens. I'm here to guide and help you about Anchor. Anchor is a free hosting site and phone app, which is owned by Spotify. It's the easiest, awesome way to make a podcast. Why are you wasting your money paying for a hosting site to promote your podcast with limited storages? Forget about it. Let me break it down to you. There's creation tools that allow you to record, edit, monetize, add music, intros, music outros, especially distribute your podcast to streaming platforms, uploading episodes with limited storages of your podcast right from your phones, computers, laptops, and tablets. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Plus, you get paid some money in your pocket from sponsorships. Excellent. These are the keys you need to make a podcast, including the listeners supporting your show. That way, you can listen to the episodes of my show, Off the Meat Rack Chain's New York Podcast, the unfiltered comedy entertainment show about the stories mixed with entertainment news, music, real life segments, and much more. Now. Where can you find, follow, and listen to the show, you ask? You can follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram, all in one word, off the Meat Rat Chains New York podcast. Alongside with my other show, Meticulous Vibe Juice podcast, and my primary handle, G Money Stacks 555 in Queens, New York. Now, the streaming platforms goes like this. We are on Anchor. Audio Burst, Breaker, Podorama, Listen Notes, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Podchaser, Pocket Cast, Podcast Addict, Player FM, TuneIn, Reason FM. We are on Podfriend, Podorama, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. If you have a dream of creating and becoming a podcaster like myself and individual friends that is co-hosting with me, go download the free Anchor app or you can check out anchor.fm to get started. Take advantage of the opportunity that's thrown in your face. If I could do it and reach success, so can you. I'm G Money Stacks. Thank you for listening. Let's go.
Hey, good evening, everyone from all around the world, including Canada, USA, areas of Long Island, plus the five boroughs of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Staten Island, and Queens. I'm your man, G Money Stacks, aka Lonely Nomad, aka um the Greginator, aka YouTuber with two shows on YouTube, aka the host with the most, aka rookie podcaster of Queens, New York. And you are now rocking with Off the Meat Rack Chains New York Podcast, episode 61. How about that? Now, in case you are new here to the channel, um, and you miss any previous episodes whatsoever, don't worry. I got you. All you need to do is subscribe to the YouTube channel, G Money Stacks 555. Be sure to enable alerts alongside with um grabbing the subscribe button, enable alerts so you'll be reminded of when the show goes in the air via live stream. Also, um, make sure that you like, subscribe. Comment on the episodes alongside with the with the topics, and keep a lookout for the upcoming episodes, previous episodes, including including the ones that was pre that was just recorded will be automatically posted on the channel page, so you don't have to worry about missing out on anything. Um. Be sure to share the the videos. Be sure to share the um. Be sure to tell a friend to tell a friend. Be sure to share the podcast along with audio streaming platforms, which I will talk about at the end of the show. All right. Now, I did say I was going to do a little experiment with Livid, which I'm doing right now. Um. Also. Also, um, if anybody anybody on Livid that's following me, um, I'm doing an experiment with Livid so I can show you guys um my pot my podcast um and how I'm doing things. So basically, we're gonna start off with um a segment called chatting on the jazz. All right, let's get a little sound effect for this one right here. All right, our first topic of chatting on the jazz is based on a bull on the loose in Long Island. That's right, a bull on the loose in Long Island. All right. Now, here we go. We're going to we're going to get to this. So, hold on. All right. Long Island Runway's bull is still on the lamb. The 1,500-pound beast nicknamed Barney <laughs> was first spotted in Mystic on Tuesday and has since been seen as far off as Stony Brook, but has thus far eluded rescuers for five days. Authorities even tried to entice the bull with a 
productive cow named Norma Jean. <laughs> Norma Jean, named after screen icon Marilyn Monroe, but even that failed to bring Barney out into the open. Even thermal and cellular night vision cameras, which caught brief glimpses of the bull, have fallen short of track tracking him down. We're still close on the case, said John D. Leonardo of Long Island Orchestrating for Nature. Among the rescue groups out looking for the bull, patience is the name of the game from now on, he told Newsday. We have the coral set up. We're taking ships with the other rescue groups um, ready to pull the rope if he goes in. We have cameras set up. Uh, the wayward animal busted out of a farm on Barnes Road in Manaville by breaking through a fence, soon prompting multiple 911 calls and a cold red alert for residents in the area who were cautioned not to approach the bull. Dolbar camera footage has shown the bull trotting down Suffolk County residential streets here and there, including one clip where cops and gawkers look on. But somehow he managed to keep disappearing when he is caught, the plan is to send Barney to an animal sanctuary news they reported. Well, I'm glad that that the bull is safe, not being tranquilized or anything like that. Um, I'm actually glad they actually um, send him to a safe place. So no harm will be done to animals, by the way. So a round of applause. Okay, um, another crazy ass news. <laughs> this was a late addition to the topic, so I had to get this. And this is this is involving um one of the crazy. You know how TikTok be coming out with um crazy challenges, right? Well, this one is a crazy one. This one has to do with a milk crate. <laughs> now this is crazy to me, man. And I'm like, why in the hell would you? Oh, gosh. Listen. So the viral milk crate challenge has left people injured. Doctors are begging them to stop. Step by step, the participant walks precariously up a pyramid of milk crates, it inching closer to, to greatness or more likely a wipeout viewed by millions and maybe a trip to the emergency room. Now, mind you, Blueface actually did this. And I actually saw this shit, but, you know, he barely made it, though. You know what I mean? And and I'm going to tell you like this, though, man. Do not try this at home. All right? You don't want to get hurt. <laughs> I don't understand people nowadays, man, with these crazy-ass challenges. <laughs> that shit made me want to scream. Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay. 
all right step all right um i did read that part um when the person falls and they usually do throngs of people who've helped make the social media spectacle known as the milk crate challenge the latest viral phenomenon proceed to sing a chorus of oh and ah as the pyramid collapses and the climate lands painfully on a milk crate or the ground this was the case of this was the case for one Atlanta area man over the weekend who flashed two thumbs up as he walked as he was halfway through his conquest. One second later, he lost control and he flew forward, crashing, <laughs> crashing that person to the ground. I know I shouldn't be laughing about this, but these challenges are so fucking dumb, man. Oh man. Um. Anyway. Yeah. He did get up, still flashing the double thumbs up to the crowd of camera phone wielders who couldn't resist filming the latest failure. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. And like I said, man, do not try this at home, folks. Anyway, the Milk Crate Challenge has gone viral in recent days with often catastrophic results shared by millions across social media and at least one tweeter proclaiming it to be the funniest challenge since the ice bucket challenge okay (laughs) oh man okay it's the biggest thing that's going on in every neighborhood right now said Derek, a 38 year old social media personality based on long island and better known as it's Biscuit, who preferred not to give his last name for privacy reasons. You go to any park or public place right now, and you'll see crates there. But many see the milk crate challenge as taking up where the Tide Pod challenge left off, as a viral meme that has become a public health hazard. Some doctors are also warning that the injuries from the challenge are putting more stress on hospitals at a time when emergency rooms nationwide are overwhelmed because of the surge in coronavirus infections. Everyone needs to do their part in supporting first responders and healthcare providers, and that involves not partaking in challenges like this one that are putting additional strain on the system, says Sean Anthony, an orthopedic surgeon specializing in sports medicine at Mount Sinai Hospital in New York. While the exact number of injuries and hospital visits related to the milk crate challenge is unclear, Anthony said that colleagues from across the country are reporting online forums that they have seen challenged participants with a variety of injuries, including shoulder dislocations and rotator cuff tears, ACL and meniscus tears, broken wrists, and even spinal cord injuries. Sheesh! Um, when Anthony first saw what he described as the dangerous internet challenge, he was reminded of the injuries he routinely sees when people fall off ladders or are 
or are hurt rather in high speed skiing accidents with the difference being that the milk crate challenge involved what he called elective injuries. <laughs> See, this is why I never really learned how to ski compared to um compared to rollerblading because of the fact that you know you can easily wipe out like that though, man. <laughs> Believe me. <laughs> I ain't not going to try this shit at home, man. I know you wouldn't. Um, Anyway, it's perhaps even worse than falling from... Okay, I did read that. I, wait, hold on. No, it's perhaps even worse than falling from a ladder, he said. It's very difficult to brace yourself from the falls I've seen in these videos. They're putting their joints at an even, even higher risk for injury. Henry Sweetma, chief of emergency medicine at Jefferson Health in New Jersey, said his hospital recently saw one patient who suffered several fractured ribs after participating in the challenge. Sweetma said TikTok and other social media platforms were to blame for spreading and promoting the milk crate challenge. So many of these injuries were seeing are preventable just by um hang on a second folks oh um wait wait no um wait wait sorry guys i had a little glitch in what i was reading but let me just um pick up where i left off Okay, Shwetma said TikTok and other social media platforms were to blame for spreading and promoting the milk crate challenge. So many of these injuries were seen are preventable. What? Okay. So many of these injuries were seen are preventable just by being intelligent, Shwetma said. If you catch a corner of one of those crates, it's going to be a problematic. It looks like something funny, but real people are getting real injuries. TikTok said in a statement to the Washington Post that the platform prohibits content that promotes or glorifies dangerous acts. We remove videos and redirect searches to our community guidelines to discourage such content, the statement said. We encourage everyone to exercise caution in their behavior, whether online or off. The origin of the Milk Crate Challenge is unclear, but the website Know Your Meme has pointed to a June 2011 video titled Guy Falls Off Six Milk Crates as an inspiration for the latest challenge. Wow. <laughs> oh, shit. This is ridiculous right there. On August 1st, a Chicago resident posted videos uh posted videos to facebook of two men walking on milk crates allegedly the first videos of what would later be known as the milk crate challenge about two weeks later the videos were shared by two people in columbus ohio and went viral after a video of people failing the challenge was posted to tiktok where it received more than 5 million views in one day. Damn. Okay. 
Since then, the Milk Crate Challenge has unfolded in communities nationwide. Videos shared to social media and viewed by millions have helped the challenge trend over the past week across multiple platforms. Hang on, guys, as I take a drink. I need this. All right. Um, give me a minute here. All right. Videos shared to social media and viewed by millions have helped the challenge trend over. Yeah, yeah, yeah over the past across multiple platforms. Derek, the person behind It's Biscuit, said he has seen his Twitter following increase by 30,000 in the week since he started posting Milk Crate Challenge videos. One of the videos featured a man falling backwards squarely on a column of crates had been viewed more than 4 million times as of Tuesday. I can't stop watching Milk Crate Challenge videos one Twitter user wrote. <laughs> Yo, these are, oh my gosh. As the challenge spread over the past weeks, concern from doctors and observers has also increased. Um, Let's see. What is, what is it? Um, George George Gansudes, a, pedi- a pediatric orthopedic surgeon in Virginia, posted an example on Twitter of a challenge gone wrong, with a warning to with a warning to anyone thinking that surgery wouldn't be needed following a, a fall. The surgeries required to fix problems caused by this may fall under the umbrella of elective surgeries. He tweeted, might not want to tempt the trauma guys if you live south of the Mason Dixon. <laughs> oh, shoot. This is crazy, man. <laughs> oh, man. So one Twitter user submits that the people seen falling in such horrible fashion do not have the insurance to be doing these milk crate challenges. Oh, man. (laughs) I can't help but laugh at this because this is just beyond beyond ridiculous right there. I mean, is it all worth it for likes and views? Are you really are you really, 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 really Really doing all these stunts to 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 what get get impressions exposure is all that worth it? I think not. Um yeah, I just had to get this off my chest though. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I had to get this off my chest. Um all right. Um, let's see. Okay, WSB TV reported that an Atlanta area work medical worker Sunday saw at least two people with broken or fractured bones after falling off milk crates in in Akron, Ohio. 
there was a $500 prize for anyone who could make it across the milk crates without falling. Yeah, right. I wouldn't even do it for that amount of money. I don't care how much money it is, though. It ain't worth trying to be in the hospital. Hell no. <laughs> oh, man. One observer in New York tweeted how young people in her neighborhood were at a bodega trying to negotiate buying crates so they could do the challenge on concrete. <laughs> she later shared a video of an of an ambulance with the caption "Crate Challenge Over." <laughs> oh man! <laughs> I'm sorry for laughing, guys. This is just too funny for me to actually be looking at these videos and stuff, which I'm not going to do. Because I've already seen Blueface do it. Like I said in the beginning, Blueface actually did it, though, man. Like, um, But anyway, uh, okay, where did I leave off? Okay. I know exactly where I left off. Oh. Challenge. All right. Some celebrities and media personalities have also questioned the latest viral challenge. ESPN commentator Stephen A. Smith joked Monday that the challenge videos posted to social media posts pose a greater public health threat than the coronavirus. Really, Stephen A. Smith? You're going to compare the challenge to the coronavirus? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? This is not the time to be comparing shit, man. Like, come on now. Um, I challenge anybody, anybody on earth to find people dumber than these people, exclaimed Smith, who was a great guest on Jimmy Kimmel Live. What is wrong with these people? First, you drink the milk from the crates to get strong bones. Then you fall off the crates to break them. Oh, man. Rapper Snoop Dogg was initially critical of how the challenge, which mostly featured black people falling from the crates and injuring themselves, had gone viral. Why we love to see each other fall, he wrote on Instagram with a facepalm emoji. We got to do better. But Snoop Dogg, who has been celebrated for his commentary during Sporting events later joke with Smith about one video in which a person is shown landing chest first onto the crate. Oh man. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Let's keep going, man. When they started, when they when they starting to shake. You know it is going to break, he said of the man in the video, quote, his new name is Chester because his chest, his Chester hurt tomorrow. <laughs> wow. Comedian Conan O'Brien joked how he needed federal officials to give the challenge the okay before he went ahead with it. A nod to the Food and Drug Administration granting full approval to the Pfizer bio BioNTech coronavirus vaccine on Monday. Waiting for FDA approval before I take the milk crate challenge, O'Brien tweeted. 
<laughs> waiting for the FDA. Oh, wow. The comedian's tweet prompted the FDA to discourage people from taking the challenge. Although we regulate milk, we can't recommend you try that. Perhaps enjoy a nice glass of 2% and return all the crates to the grocery store. Wow. <laughs> okay. While many other videos shared widely online have been of violent falls, a few have highlighted people who were able to conquer the milk crate challenge without toppling over. One woman successfully climbed a pyramid while wearing heels. You got to be shitting me. Wow. Wow. When asked by the post about how long he thinks the challenge could go on for, Derek said it's a phenomenon that he anticipates lasting through at least the end of the summer. He acknowledged the videos are entertaining, but wishes that people would stop hurting themselves. Nobody is going to stop people from doing this milk crate challenge, he said. Well, well. <laughs> oh my gosh. And now you got another fucking challenge, Skull Breaker Challenge, which I'm not going to do today. <laughs> I'm already laughed off about this whole milk crate challenge shit. So. <laughs> Oh man. All right. Um now that I got that out the way. We gotta talk about these crazy ass sharks in Rockaway Beach, though, man. This is some serious shit right here. Um, and this is an article from ABC7. Swimmers removed from water due to shark sightings at Rockaway Beach. Okay, Rockaway Beach, Queens. Rockaway is closed to um hold on a second guys that's not what I meant to what the hell get this out of here uh, sorry about that guys um wait wait wait, wait. all right let me let me get to the thing hold on I'm sorry all right let me all right let's cut to the chase yeah, so we got to talk about, like, like I said, man, anyway, um, Queens, New York, Rockaway Beach has re reopened to swimmers after being shut down for the second straight day due to shark sightings. Yes, it's very scary when it comes to sharks at beaches. This is why I don't swim in oceans, because I can't swim, and plus, sharks are pretty dangerous, though, and you know how I feel about sharks, though. And a little bit of this one. Okay, beaches open to the public at 10 a.m. Friday. The beach closed around 1 p.m. Thursday and never reopened. The first reported shark sightings were Wednesday. A spokeswoman for the city parks department said swimmers were told to stay out of the water that because of multiple reported sightings of the length of the beach. Just last month, a lifeguard at Jones Beach thought a shark bit him, forcing people out of the water. The parks department um, warns swimmers to only enter the water when lifeguards are on duty. Um, 
It's gotta be more to the story to this shit, though, man. Hold on. It's gotta be more to the story to this shit. Anyway, uh, all right. Okay, so officials with NYC Park said swimmers were removed from the water Wednesday around 3 p.m. due to sightings across the length of the beach. Swimming had to be halted multiple times at various beaches on Long Island last month after sharks were seen, including an incident in which um, a lifeguard may have been bitten. Damn! Wow! Yeah, man. Few other details regarding the sightings at Rockaway Beach were re- released. Damn. This is crazy, man. Yeah, I hope everybody, I hope everybody um actually, you know, when it comes to going to the beach and trying to try not to go in the middle of the ocean because that's where the sharks are basically swimming. And of course, be careful out there. You know what I'm saying? Same with Jones Beach. All right. Um. Now we're gonna move on off of that fucking shit to. Um. Yeah, another TikTok um scenario actually, and this is regarding all one hit wonders. Okay, here we go. Okay. Pete Davidson and Timothy um, Clarimet starred in a sketch titled Rap Roundtable on Saturday Night Live aimed at um, critiquing modern-day rappers. The sketch also featured popular artists like Queen Latifah and Questlove. Um, Questlove. Hang on, guys. Yeah, Questlove in an attempt to discuss the current state of the hip-hop industry. One thing that becomes apparent right from the start is the two sides of the industry. Artists interested in storytelling and rappers interested in partying. Storytellers have an extensive history in the industry, whereas the part the partiers are SoundCloud success stories. The two sides are... Uh, Excuse me. Two sides try to coexist, but the storytellers become um, infuriated at the partiers because of their lack of respect and knowledge on all things rap. <sighs> Man, this thing. Um, all things rap. Okay. Questlove says hip-hop is the lyrical tradition of America, whereas Davidson's character says, nah, for me, it's about that yit-yit. The sketch went viral on social media, and it racked up 6.6 million views on YouTube for the comedic performance of the ad-lib-filled song Yeet by Davidson and and Clarimet. Although it makes for a good laugh the truth is no the truth in rather um i don't know why this is acting okay the truth in rather uh the truth in rather the sketch cannot be overlooked one hit wonders are slowly killing the music industry due to their lack of in ingenuity and consistency the evolution of hip-hop 
Um, the worldwide phenomenon of hip hop has roots in the neighborhoods of the Bronx, New York, in the 1970s, which turned 48 years old today. Um, by the way, um, drawing influence from already existing genres like reggae and funk, hip hop was played at clubs and parties all over New York City and inspired a whole new generation. Hip-hop created a youth movement that soon spread across North America in the 1980s and started to become mainstream. For the first time in 1989, the Grammy Awards created another category for the best rap. For the best rap performance, which was awarded to DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, which is Will Smith. Rapture set it all expectations in the 1990s. The Atlantic claims the year 1991 to be especially important in rap history because it was the first time a rap album hit number one on the Billboard 200. NWA's album um, Niggas for Life made history and sold almost one million copies in its first week. The article goes on to quote a UK study that claimed the rise in popularity of rap and hip hop culture as the single most important event that has shaped the music, excuse me, the musical structure of the American charts. All right. Um, okay. The 2000s were dominated by hip hop and rap artists who would go on to have long lasting careers. Um, household rap artists like Jay-Z, Eminem, and Diddy started to become bigger than just rappers and soon became cultural icons. They started to dip their toes in other profitable industries like clothing, clubbing, and music production. Hip-hop not only transformed pop culture in North America, but around the world as well. The harsh lyrics and beats appeal to younger generations in Europe, Africa, and East Asia. Soon enough, scenes from different countries started combining lyrics in their respective languages with traditional hip-hop stylings. The creativity of these individuals paved the way to form the other popular music genres like K-pop and C-pop. Well, um... Wait a second. Wait a second. Okay. Um. All right. All right. <clears throat> okay. TikTok has become a breeding ground for new artists. When Byte Dance first bought the video sharing app Music. Ly and changed its name to TikTok. No one could have predicted the effect the app would have on the music industry. And yes, I can see the comments from Livid. I'll get to it after after I'm done with the topics. So bear with me. Um, <clears throat> okay. Um, the app has become more than just posting lip sync videos. It has become a hub for 
content ranging from dance videos to comedic accounts. One of TikTok's very first successes was Lil Nas X, known for his record-breaking song, Old Town Road. His song accompanied a viral TikTok challenge, which led to viewers streaming it on other platforms. Since his viral his song, he has gone on to release other music and collaborate with artists like Cardi B. Um, yeah, like Cardi B. He is one of the few examples of TikTok artists that went on to build a steady career following their viral success. However, the same cannot be said for other so-called TikTok rappers who discover who were discovered on the platform. The app has shifted from being a place for where artists make their big breaks to uh, fostering the environment of one-hit wonders whose sole purpose is to accompany um, a viral dance trend. Davison and and Chalamet's characters in the SNL skit mentioned that they weren't influenced by other known, well-known rappers, rather, but got interested in making music because of TikTok. Clara Met even says, what? We're supposed to have other songs? Some prime examples of one-hit wonders on the app are Rowdy Rich, a rapper whose song The Box topped the Spotify charts in 2019 and 2020. However, since his viral success, he has not released any new music. K Camp's song Lottery became a hit at the um, Jalea. Harmon created the popular uh, Renegade dance to accompany it. Um, but after gaining popularity, none of his songs have made the same impact. Hold on for one second as I take a drink of water. Okay. Um all right. <clears throat> but after gaining all right, after gaining popularity, none of his songs have made the same impact. The future of the industry is at stake. Hip hop and rap are supposed to be a reflection of the present day culture, but the focus has gone from influencing a generation like the artists of the 2000s did to make a quick buck. This is not only muddling the genre sound, but it is also making its future very unpredictable. Hip hop and rap enthusiasts now have to rely on the established artists of the 90s and 2000s to lay out the future of the industry and take the genre in a new direction. These older artists have to constantly reinvent themselves, whereas newer rappers do not have to struggle with such endeavors. If we want rap and hip-hop to have a stable future and make an impact, we cannot continue to depend on TikTok rappers to be a future of the industry. Yeah. I actually agree with this shit, though. Like, like, like I'm not a TikTok person, I mean, I'm not knocking all these people that's doing it, but it's like I feel that everybody's everybody that's music artist that's doing um all this shit is like 
it's like doing this. And I'm not saying everybody, but I'm saying is 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 those who's doing it for for like views and likes and stuff like that. It's like it, it it's 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 getting kind of weird. It's weird in a sense, though. You know what I'm saying? Um, now before I even go to the next topic, um, I'm gonna take a look at your comments on Livid right now. So now before I even go there, let's take a look at the comments right here. Who we got here? Okay, you may told me. So it's your boy Jason Mack. Tony McGuire is back in Spider-Man. Yeah, I, I heard I heard about that actually. Um, yeah, um, you're talking about Spider-Man No Way Out, which is coming out in December. Yeah, I, I get it. I get that. Um, yeah. So so I'm not sure about um Andrew Garfield though, but I would have to do some research on that one. So, not me. All right. Uh, okay. Okay. All right. Our next topic of the day is about Tanache. So. So Tanache is um speaking out about um how genres is holding back um artists. So this is according to Hip Hop DX. All right. Now, now check this out. Um Tanache vented her frustrations over the way the music industry categorized artists in an interview with Rolling Stone. The 27-year-old singer expressed her desire to see genres completely removed from the conversation, blaming them for racially segregating music. And she says, and quote, listen to this. I'm going to go as far as to say we need to abolish genres in general, she declared. I think that the way that many of them came to be and have continued to progress is very much so based on race and the segregation of music based on race. She continued in quote, but by putting artists either in an urban category or an R&B category or a rap category, a hip hop, um, these really general umbrellas that we used to define different genres it creates a huge sense of isolation for the creative when they are trying to experiment especially for creators that don't necessarily feel like they fall into one of the genres which was my experience hmm that's that's very interesting that she says that um i'll give my um take on this in a second um, <clears throat> Tanache said being labeled as an R&B singer affected her career, limiting her from opportunities on pop radio. She specifically cited picturing herself as an artist who could be played on the pop century Z100, which is billed as New York's number one hit station. And she says, and quote, when I first came on the scene, I felt felt a real 
aversion to being labeled as like a new R&B girl, she explained. Not because I didn't love R&B, but because I could see, especially with within my own label, how different the team operated that was marketing and pushing the urban department at the company and how it was not the same department that was pushing the artists. No, pushing the pop acts. She elaborated in quote, um, those were the stages I wanted. That was the radio station I wanted. I always saw myself as like a Z100 artist. I always thought that my material and my music and my art fit into that category already. Um, organizations such as the Recording Academy have gotten rid of the urban category for the Grammy Awards ever after famously being called out by Tyler, the creator. But Tanasha was skeptical about the impact of these types of rebrandings. I think changing the name from like urban contemporary to R&B or whatever is just like a new title for the same issue she opined. It doesn't get rid of the problem of categorizing people and putting them into places where there's just less promotion, less mainstream fucking respect. It's deep. She concluded in quote, across the board, it's not just from the labels. It's also the radio stations what they choose to put out people who book live performances award shows those things all play a huge part in what makes artists really mainstream and successful and to not have the same amount of exposure and support in those areas is really detrimental tanache's latest album um 2019 songs for you is listed in the R&B soul category on Apple Music. The streaming service services writer for the LP calls her an R&B pop eclecticist, though, and notes the project revolves around a traversing genre. And of course. Of course, these are the songs, Feelings, Life's Too Short, Hopscotch, Stormy Retta, Save Room for Us, Story of Us, Die a Little Bit, Perfect Crime, Cash Race, and Link Up. Um, You know what? I will, for my other show, I will review, um, I will review Tanache's music in a future episode um, for my other show that I'm doing on um, Meticulous Vibe Juice Podcasts. Um, you know, with that being said, um, before I go to the next co- before I ne- go to the next topic, let's see who just came in. Hold on. Oh wow, Shelby 942 942 um 686. Yes. Appreciate appreciate you for the snack, man. Appreciate that. And you know, for those that's watching on Livid right now who don't know, um, I'm recording a I'm recording a show. Um I'm recording the show right now, actually, and I will get to 
I would get to the streaming platforms and stuff in a, in a second. So, um, I want to get to one more, one more um topic right here, and then I'll read more of your living live stream chats. All right. So the last topic of the day, we haven't heard about Twenty One Savage in a long time. So. This is according to hotnewhiphop.com. All right. Of course, the title of the episode is called Flexing Um Flexing the Car and Kicks for the Gram. So it goes like this. 21 Savage takes flexing to a new level by showing off his millions, million dollar Ferrari, rare air Jordan 4s and giant stack of cash. And I got a question for that. You really asking to get easy targeted just to just to get um just to get um mugged and shit, man. Like you got to be careful. You got to be careful where you flashing where you um put your money and where your flash it is stuff like that. Excuse me. Um because that's how certain that's how certain people end up getting mugged and stuff. So you gotta be careful of what you're doing. So, um, anyway, it looks like Twenty One Savage's work ethic is definitely paying off. Earlier this year, he spearheaded the soundtrack for Spyro from the Book of Saw, and he more recently made the Rolling. Rolling loud crowd go insane by doing a nostalgic performance of Red Ops. To celebrate his his success this year, the Savage made two rapper hit Instagram a couple of days ago to remind his 12.5 million followers that he's in a league of his own. <laughs> Posing against a white Ferrari, 21 Savage shared one of the hardest flexes of the summer with the location tag as woke not broke the slaughter gang artist let loose the caption this rari cost a, a mill play an m play with them don't play with with him not sure what the yeah mill the m stands for million folks um in addition to the stunning, sleek white Ferrari prom prominently featured in his new set of photos, 21 Savage up the ante by showing off his huge cash flow and incredibly rare pair of kicks. The blue sneakers that he can be seen sporting are the Air Jordan 4 Florida Gators player exclusives. And according to Flight Club, 21 Savage could have paid anywhere between, um, you're not going to believe this amount of money. You're not going to believe this amount of money. Um, 21 Savage could have paid anywhere between $55,500 and $10,000 for them. Which is part of 21 Savage's latest Instagram flex is the most impressive to you. The Ferrari, the extremely rare pair of sneakers, or the cash. Wow. So the question is, which part of the 21 Savage 
latest Instagram flex is the most impressive to you, the Ferrari, the extremely rare pair of sneakers, or the cash? Wow. Yeah, you know what? Um, before I even respond, before I even respond to this, um, I like to actually respond to. I, I like to react to what Tanache is talking about with the whole genre being the whole genre sh- situation shit. Um, it's she's basically saying that um that she's tired of um you know the industries and the um labels and stuff you know putting music artists in a in a box into one genre and one label. I mean, they're more than just one label label of a genre i mean what happens if um if somebody wanted to cross over like for like for instance um i mean drake when he came out years ago he he was rapping and then he crossed over to um and then he crossed over to singing i mean come on like like I feel like the industries and, and 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 of course the labels, the award shows, and all that other stuff are just pigeonholing people back. They're, they're pigeonholing people into a box, which it shouldn't be that way. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I'm going to actually pose one or two questions on the podcast page, um, which is off the Meat Rack Chains New York podcast on Instagram. I'm going to post one or two questions on there for you guys to actually react and respond to this. And, and of course I will, I will be able to, um, hear your comments, um, your reactions. And I would like to actually, you know, hear your thoughts and your opinions. All right. Um, now, before I even before I even um um do this, hold on a second. Okay, let me see how much time I have here. Hold on. All right. Um. Okay. Okay. Let me. Take a look at the livid comments right here in the chat. Let's see who's in the chat right now. Oh, wow. AP underscore 17254116577. Set the snack. Appreciate that, man. Appreciate that. Um, and you know, for those that's following me on, on Livid. I'm doing a recording of the show off the Meat Rack Change New York podcast. And this is the 61st episode, of course. And and you know, I'm trying to grow the show as 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 much as I can as I'm approaching a one-year anniversary, which is coming up within within two months. And by the time we reach this um September, it's going to be a month away, which is in November. And and yes, it's it's a big milestone. And let me see who just who just did this. 
Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, as I was saying before, yes. Is it is it gonna get rid is it gonna get rid of the problem as far as like the you know um the, the labeling of urban you know what's funny? I didn't even know urban meant black though, man. I was like, wait a minute. And that's why I was asking certain people if if the word urban is is an offensive word. And you know, for some people, for some people, I don't think I would be offended. I don't think I'd be offended if um if, if someone said that I was urban or whatever case scenario may be. I don't think it's a bad curse. I don't think it's a bad word. It's not a curse word or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? It, it really isn't. And and you know, also, also, I think these award shows really need to do better with um with not only labeling people in genres or contemporary or whatever, but they really got to do better with the diversity shit, though, man. I hate to say this, though. I mean, enough with the fucking whitewash shit, though, man. Y'all got to include other people, too, man. It's not just... And it's not just... um, It's not just... uh. It's not just blacks, but also, but also include the people. Uh, cult... Also include the people of color. I'm sorry for the tongue-tied um, twister. Um, so yeah, that's my that's actually my take on this thing. Um, and I would like to um, let me see. Let me see how much time I have here. I think yeah. Let me um. Let me see if I can actually, um, if there's one more story I want to touch on, let's see. Let me see if there's another story. Um, hold on, guys. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I did see. Yeah, I did mention, I did mention Blueface, so let's talk about, let's talk about that, though. Um. Let's talk about Blueface. Blueface does milk milk crate challenge. All right. Um. Okay. Let me see. <laughs> Yo, hold up. Okay. Now, I since I mentioned Blueface, gotta talk about this shit though. Um, all right, so Blueface becomes the latest rapper to successfully complete the hashtag crate challenge. Well, actually, it's called Milk Crate Challenge, to be honest with you. The latest craze on the internet is the viral crate challenge. In, which participants stack up a pyramid of milk crates before attempting to walk over them without falling off. Because of how unstable the crates can be, it's been deemed a dangerous challenge, and many rappers have wiped out as they tried it out. Most recently, we watched DDG successfully complete the trend, 
while YK Os YK Osiris failed miserably. <laughs> Damn. DDG's moonwalking in collapse. Calabasas collaborator Blueface also flexed his footwork and weight distribution as he gave the challenge a try in his backyard, and he became the latest rapper to officially complete the goal. Oh my goodness. And this is the same guy who had a fucking tattoo on the side of his face, man. <sighs> man, while many are saying that Blueface used larger crates than most other people he still managed to impress with his hashtag crate challenge video which was posted to social media he finished the course in less than a minute meaning he officially has a faster time than ddg plus once he finished walking across the crates he jumped onto his fence and did a backflip off of it adding even more spice to the video with everybody seemingly attempting this trend, it looks like DDG and Blueface may be the first to complete it, but they definitely won't be the won't be the last. All right, so, all right, so this is um, so that's basically gonna be. Hold on a second, guys, as I fix this. Sorry. Um, sorry about that. Um, okay. Now, now listen. This has been a great episode of the show. Um, now before I even wrap up, let me take a look at the comments in the livid section right here. Um, let's see. Yes, thank you for this. Thank you for the snack and and for the like. Um, ninety nine. Um. Anyway, listen. This has been a good episode for the most part. Now, I would like this. I would like to uh, say if you like what you heard today in today's show, um. All you got to do is show some love by making a charitable donation to my cash app, which is um, dollar sign G money stacks 555. That's dollar sign capital G lowercase M O N E Y capital S lowercase T A C K Z 555. Now it's not about breaking the bank. You guys, it's about what you can't afford by doing your best. It's not, it's not about having a lot of money. Um, any amount that you that you donate will be appreciated. All right. And for the most part, for the most part, it'll help the it'll help the show grow. And and like I said, man, like um, like I said, um, it's not about having a lot of money and stuff like that. So let me go to um, where you guys can actually follow me and the podcast and stuff. So let's let's start off with um, the social media handles and stuff. And I need to actually mention Livid because since I'm live on Livid, this is my first time actually um, doing a live stream on Livid. So so um, I hope any. I hope anybody actually enjoyed the live stream of the podcast that I'm doing. 
and hopefully um i'll be able to um do more maybe tomorrow or or in the near future depending on how i feel so anyway so we're gonna go to our uh, streaming platforms on the go now before i even do that let's go to this uh, social media handles now you can follow the show off the meat rat chains new york podcast on facebook and instagram alongside with um my other show meticulous vibe juice podcast on instagram and alongside with um with myself um which is g money stacks 555 in queens new york also you can follow me on livid which is g money stacks queens new york which is where i'm gonna do my first live stream and i'm doing it right now um now we go to the streaming platforms on the go all right now you can listen to off the meat rat chains new york podcast episodes on these streaming audio choices right here we're on Podorama. we're on anchor we're on spotify audio burst deezer TuneIn radio plus alexa we're player fm Podchaser, stitcher pocket cast podcast attic we're on breaker listen notes pod bay pod friend don't forget to go to pod chaser and pod friend to give a five star rating and and give your comments and your opinions and what you thought about it if you if you even though you even if you don't have anything to um to say um you can always give a five star rating um we are on Reason FM, and don't forget to listen to um, Off the Meat Rat Chains New York podcast on Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, number one app for music, radio, and podcasts, Google Podcasts. Also, last but not least, the YouTube. I need y'all to go to the YouTube channel page, G Money Stacks 555. Be sure to um be sure to tap the notification bell, enable alerts, grab the subscribe button. Be sure to um keep it keep a lookout of when the show goes on the air via live um live stream. Be sure to um look out for upcoming episodes. Previous episodes that was recorded will be uploaded and posted to the YouTube channel page. Alongside with leaving a like and a comment along with the along with the episodes and the topics. Be sure to share the videos. Um tell a friend to another friend. And be sure to download your favorite episodes. Also share the podcast alongside with audio streaming platforms alongside to your fr- your good friends all right now um here's what i'm gonna do here man i do want to say something motivating like i always do on the show 
Now, hang on a second, guys. Okay. So, listen. If you have a dream of being a podcaster, and if you'd like to create a podcast like I'm doing right now, even though I have two podcasts on YouTube right now, and also you can subscribe to the Meticulous Vibe Juice podcast YouTube channel page as well. So do the same there and do the same for G Money Stacks 555 um, YouTube channel page. Um, don't let anybody stop you from achieving your dreams. Whatever career field you're going to do that makes you happy. Because at the end of the day, it's not about it's not about um the online flizzies. It's about what makes you happy and what you enjoy doing. Because if you really think about it, when you reach success, you know what you could do about these about these fucking haters? You eat them up like this. And also, you know, um, be sure to go to the YouTube. Speaking of YouTube, I forgot to mention. Um, be sure to go subscribe to the YouTube channel, which is called Raw Zone NYC. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it up right now, actually. So let me, just bear with me. Um. And also, while I'm looking for it, I want to say something, actually. Be sure to reach out to your friends, your loved ones, your husbands, your wives, um, family members, um, depending on depending on how they're feeling on the inside. That person might be fine on the outside, but on the inside, that person might not be might not be um good so there is no good time to reach out to somebody but what you could do is basically um make sure that you that you go to reach out to them it's not about um it's not about the it's not about the people um <clears throat> that you want to please it's about going with your gut going with your instincts going with your um with your heart and soul to reaching out to people all right now um <clears throat> i'm gonna put you on to um i'm gonna put you on to raw zone um nyc this is where you could where you can listen to the break room sports podcast right now um, I'm actually, um, I'm actually going to give you the Instagram handle for, um, now it's the break room sports pod. You can follow, um, Mr. Phil Williams alongside with MF underscore Optimus alongside with, um, with Ivy Productions, which is created by, um, Mighty Ivy. I know I'm going to be able to watch it after this live stream. So, so that's Instagram, the Breakwind Sports Pod. Um, Mr. Phil Williams, MF underscore Optimus. And be sure, be sure to follow these guys, man, because every week 
they're going to be having new episodes of the Brickman Sports Podcast. And also, you can listen to them on um, Facebook Watch, Spotify, um, and you get the you get the gist of it. So listen, um, now that I put you on to Raw Zone NYC, yeah, be sure to subscribe to that channel and tap the notification bell so you can be reminded of when the Breakroom Sports Podcast goes on the air live stream. All right. Now, now I do want to say thank you to everybody that's been listening to me. And and of course, um, watching me on Livid, which is gonna be an experiment to see if anybody is feeling me and and knowing what I'm doing and being able to understand what I'm doing with the podcast that I'm doing right now. So, um, I want to say thank you to everybody that's been listening, tuning in, rocking with me, and also, um. I want you to be safe out there. Be sure you take care of yourself. Be sure to be considerate around people during this terrible time with the Delta variants and coronavirus and stuff like that. Be sure that you you don't forget your face covers, your gloves. Be sure you wash your hands, hand sanitizer, soap. Um, be sure to be sure to um, stay safe. Take care of each other. And and that's about it, man. I'm G Money Stacks, man. Clocking out. About to watch the Breakthrough Sports Podcast right now, though. Peace and one love. And good night, everybody. Listen, folks, if you like what you heard, I need your help on a couple things. If you like to support Off the Meat Rack Chains New York podcast, you can show some love by following the show on Facebook and Instagram with the same name at Off the Meat Rack Chains NY podcast. O-F-F-T-H-E-M-E-A-T-R-A-C-K-C-H-A-I-N-Z. N-Y-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Alongside with my primary Instagram handle, GMoneyStacks555 in Queens, New York. And go to the YouTube channel, GMoneyStacks555. Be sure to click the subscribe button.
grab the notification bell so you can be reminded on when the show goes in the air live via live stream. More video content, upcoming episodes, previous episodes that will automatically be posted after the recordings. Like, comment on the episodes with the topics, share the videos, download your favorite episodes, rate, spread the word to a friend, to other individuals. Please be sure to share the podcast with audio streaming choices to your friends. The audio streaming services includes Anchor, Audio Burst, Breaker, Deezer, Listen Notes, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Podbay, Podfriend, Podcast Addict, Podorama, Podchaser, Reason FM, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. I'm G Money Stacks, and thank you, listeners and watchers, for tuning into the podcast. One love.